Hey, what up, guys? It's Julie Van Spleek here, and on today's show, we got Black Zen dropping in on the line. Black Zen, how are you doing today? You already know every day I just live to create, so today is a wonderful day, a beautiful day, another day to inspire and create. Exactly. I looked outside, and I'm like, thank God that I'm alive. I don't know if you know that song by uh, Lil John. Offset. <laughs> I do play that a lot. So what? Oh, you're lit. Oh my god. <laughs> it's like every morning. <laughs> I mean, I get crunk in the morning. <laughs> I love that song. So, um, how we met was at one of your shows, and I was blown away. First of all, by your performance, I was like, I have no idea who these guys are, but they are killing it right now, and. The music that you guys had and the message that I heard in your songs is what really attracted me to your your music. So, how did you get started rapping? Oh, this is a this is an old time. Okay, so basically, way way back. Like the funny thing is, I didn't always like hip hop. Like when I was brought right. up, I was more into like classical music. I'd bump like a lot of Bach, Vivaldi. You know, I'll be into that different. kind of stuff. And, like, I'm, I'm Caribbean. Like, my family's Guyanese. So, of course, I had to have my reggae, my soca, calypso, mm-hmm. all that kind of music as an influence. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. Yeah, like, I used to play guitar and piano and drums and stuff. And I didn't really appreciate hip-hop until about, like, let's say, like, seventh-ish grade. Yeah, like, seventh to eighth grade. And then by the time I got to high school, I was bumping a lot of, like, Hardcore hip hop. I was bumping like Vinnie Paz from Jedi Mind Tricks, R.A. Mm. the Rugged Man, MF Doom. I was bumping a lot of conscious rappers, and they were the right. ones who inspired me to rap. And it's crazy because I think a lot of turn up music now, but a lot of people don't know that's literally how I began. Just conspiracy theories and political statements and anti government and anarchy mm. rhymes. No, but they're important And most people You know what I hate though Where most people go Oh, you're just paranoid That's not what's going on And I'm like No, you're living under a rock You idiot Because if you don't know that You know I won't get too too carried away But I'm trying to refrain From what I really want to say But most people really just don't get it But I love that you actually get it And you understand And I'm not crazy I got a partner here So (laughs) Oh yeah, no, you're definitely not crazy There's some I mean, don't get me wrong, a lot, a lot of conspiracy theories go crazy overboard, mm. but there is a lot of truth to a lot of them, right. especially now in today's day and age, with Trump being the president and all the things that are going on in society, people are pointing fingers saying, I told you, right. I told you, mother <laughs> like, look, I was right the whole damn time, like, exactly. you know? And I definitely feel it, so, exact, listen, we're on the same page at this point, but yeah, that's... I, I, but that's dope that you actually you're probably one of the first rappers to come on besides uh, Monk to talk about uh, being influenced by socially conscious rappers that you know they're very aware so I definitely do enjoy when I hear someone talking more intelligent rather than excuse me for saying it titty ass booze pussy you know what I mean I, this, it's refreshing it's refreshing to hear somebody have some sort of substance to themselves yeah. so uh one thing that I really want to throw out there is you're not the typical rapper. Just besides the fact that you just discussed all these things, 
you're more of a rock star to me first of all and a rock star is elevated and i don't want to say like this but let's be realistic a rock star is more elevated than a rapper a rock star is something more international can connect with every sort of culture no matter what you do what you say you're definitely a rock star but you're also involved in a lot of different groups how did you get involved with all of these different groups and how do you maintain being a part of so many different groups well, first off, I just want to say I really appreciate you because, like, rock was a huge and still is a huge influence on my music. Like, yes, I uh, hear it I'm too. I love it. <laughs> so, I mean, like, when I was first like rapping, the first group I was in was a group called Suicide Keys, and that was with one of my mm-hmm. homies from high school. We still make music now. Like, he's a sick producer, <laughs> sick engineer. He's he's an, he's an amazing guy. His name's Chris. Um, Chris Sonics is his music name. Shout out to Chris. And we would mix like a lot of like hip hop and EDM. Mm. So that was the first collab I've ever had, hip hop and EDM. So it was sick. Like we we have a lot of dope songs, and we actually have a few songs in the works now that are like crazy. I was just recording something last night for one of our collabos, Mm. but um, after Suicide Keys. I branched out, you know, I started learning different languages, like, I, I learned Japanese, and... I, I peeped that, <laughs> by the way. <laughs> I mean, once I started learning Japanese, then it kind of opened doors to the mentality of somebody in the Eastern world, opposed to just, you know, Western mm-hmm. timing, because a lot of people don't know that um, different countries, such as, like, Japan, or, you know, African countries, such as Somalia, mm-hmm. and... You know, like, they all have different sounds and they have different timing than us in the Western world in America. Right. Learning Japanese kind of opened my brain to different timing. I'm in a few Japanese collabos. You know, I got a collabo with um, with Gerbil, you know, Koi, uh, Homie right. Roar. I'm the Roar Steve. We got Kaiju Killer Clan. And then we also have a rock band, Monsters on the Horizon. Got the collabos with Monk. And there's a lot of different collabos. And... What I started to understand about life before I started doing all these collabos was that the energy between two or more people, there's a certain mm. spark about that that you can't replicate. So every right. collab that I do with somebody different is always going to have its own unique sauce because it's too, you know, it's a different combination of minds, you know? Definitely. Definitely. I, I love that. I love that you're saying that. And it is, it's the truth. You can't, I love being in a creative space with so many different creative people. That's why I just, I love meeting artists and stuff like that. You feel the creative energy. It's electrifying for sure. Oh yeah. What? But it definitely gets crazy. Oh, That's what I'm saying. It's a good feeling. It's almost like a nat. For me, it's a natural high. Oh yes. I'm like, what? it makes me feel like I'm high, like euphoric when I'm around creative, good, positive energy people. It just feels incredible. Oh yeah. I love it. Oh, and also with the time management, um, I don't know. Like, I just when you're really passionate about something, you make time for it. Like, that's true. Because I was like, how does he do that? Like that. That was like that was my first thing that was just floating through my head. I'm like, damn, how do you do all of this? I'm like, you're a freaking busy guy. Even when I saw you like two weeks ago, you were just busy. You were just out there doing your thing. Yeah, so I had like, like two damn. meetings at the same dance. <laughs> I saw that's so why I was like, damn, this guy is just busy. Right. You know what it is? Like, I can I'm tell trying, you guys were in it. I'm trying to set my life up so by the time, you know, let's say um, seven years from now, seven years from now, I'll be 30. So 
by the time. Wow, I'm you're young. You're 23. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm trying to set it up. That way I can be financially free by 30. Exactly. That's a goal. A lot of people say they want it, but they don't act like they want it. I act like I want it because I really want it sincerely. That and I was just talking about this too. I love that you're pointing that out too. For somebody that you're so young to have that sort of idea and focus, it's, dude, it's amazing to see. I love it. I love it. I appreciate you so much. No, for real. I'm like, more people need to to get on the program. So I, I don't want to get too caught off, but trust me, we'll, we'll talk about this in a second. Oh, yeah, I'm down. <laughs> but you, you wear face masks. Explain <laughs> the face mask. Because at first, like, when I first went to your performance, I saw, like, a bunch of face masks in the corner. And I saw you guys grab them. I'm like, oh, my God, what did I walk into? <laughs> <laughs> like, damn, it just got weird. Whoa. Yeah, it got weird real fast. <laughs> Explain the whole culture behind the face mask for you. So the thing with the face masks, that's a concept that we introduced to Monsters on the Horizon first, which is our band. Mm. Our band has like a very eclectic sound and it's like a mix between like Massive Attack, Linkin Park, Depeche Mob. And it's, it's crazy. Like we mix a lot of different things. And when people come to mm. the shows, we wanted to create something where somebody can come and vibe and not have to deal with any bias you know, right. it doesn't matter what somebody looks like. You know, it's just breaking those boundaries of race, gender, this, that, and just saying we're here for the music. We're all here. That's why we bring so many masks because we want the audience and the fans, the supporters to actually join in and grab a mask and just vibe out and be them. Because, you know, a lot of times in society, people don't want us to be us. They want us to be what society wants us to be. And the band is literally like the opposite of that. Kaiju Killer Clan is the opposite of that. Koi is the opposite mm. of that. My solo music is the opposite of that. All of us in this collective at 1166, we're all mm. about free expression and, you know, realizing your true potential and your true calling in life. So we need That's to, awesome. mask, to mask that, to, to, to pretty much cancel out that society influence part of us. Mm. I'm definitely feeling that. I love that whole message behind it. And then also just kind of going a little bit back to time management. Mm. You've been doing 31 days of new music every day. <laughs> it's actually ending in a few days. What's the concept behind that? Because I've seen it before. I've seen another artist uh, do, I think it was like either 45 or 56 days mm. of music. So now I'm starting to see this whole, this is almost like a new wave. It's like, it's it feels kind of like you're creatively pushing yourself to do something new every day. Mm-hmm. I mean, truthfully, it's like, it's it's a commitment to myself. And it's also mm. like me spring cleaning because I've been making a lot of music for a long time. And it's crazy because when mm. I was doing this list of 31 tracks, mm. I actually ended up with 80 songs. Wow. And I looked at it and I was like, wow, this is, like, I'm baffled. And this is right. these are songs from like 2015, 2016. And I only picked the best of the best, you know, those times. Because right. overall, there's maybe like 200-ish, but I got it down to about 80 really dope tracks and you know i just had to realize that today there's no sense in me just holding on to why am i holding on to it like a lot of the sounds that i you know that i worked on and whatnot are kind of relevant now so i figured you know now is the perfect time if i dropped it earlier it wouldn't have been the right time because people wouldn't have been ready for some melodic you know trap or some medieval Mm -hmm. trap some EDM twisted you know hip hop like there's a lot of weird things that I've tried Mm. but I feel like right now in 2018 it's the perfect time to drop weird stuff and not care (laughs) 
Like, no, I love it. People eat it up. And also, it's, it's like spring cleaning, you know? Like, as an artist, I'm always going to love my favorite tracks. I'm always going to memorize those lyrics, but I got to make room for the new stuff, you know? I'm looking towards pushing that bar as high as I physically can. That's awesome to hear. So, we're just talking a little bit also about your Japanese culture uh, playing a vital role in what you do. Uh, what if, what about that attracts you to, to, I guess, even incorporating Japanese music, not, well, Japanese language into your music? Because I, I peeped it on Sauce and because I was like, wait a minute, <laughs> something's going on here I don't understand. So what happened? Because I do listen to a little bit of K-pop. So I started recognizing something was going on that I didn't understand. So, so what about that guy? <laughs> so what about uh, Japanese music um, or Japanese culture as well mm. that made you get into it? I mean, I was always an anime head, honestly. When I was younger, I loved like Dragon Ball Z, Gundam. Like I was into all that One Piece, Bleach, Full Metal Alchemist, Death Note. Like anime played a huge role in my life as I was I was developing you know mm-hmm. even now like I love psychological anime and something about the Japanese culture is about community the the, the mm-hmm. self isn't as important as the community and they're all about discipline making sure things are done properly so that's what you know that's pretty much like what pushed me to Japanese culture to the point where I was like you know what I should learn this like and on top of that this language is all about creative and innovative technology if you look mm. at a lot of sick inventions that are just why you know long hello i was thinking about that <laughs> come, even bitcoin bitcoin was made by a japanese dude named satoshi a lot of people don't even know that see i didn't you just definitely taught me something just now i was figuring it had to be somebody like 12 or something <laughs> just the way that technology is moving <laughs> for the young people i'm like who would come up with such a thing i thought that it would go digital but hey mm-hmm. i love it i love it it's come on we have to appreciate asian culture trust me you have oh, no yeah. idea how much i do but there's a lot of influence in this world that people you know people sleep on it uniqlo like a lot of fashion it's very asian and it's very japanese so and on top of that it's like this black guy with dreads knows japanese what so you know like it i want to be like the Eminem of japan like that's that's one of my goals in life i want to go over there and just kill it like minasan like just bugging out going crazy dude i knew i have no idea what you just said but it sounded amazing <laughs> that was awesome i like sitting here like i'm amazed that you were able to even say do you understand like you know when people talk about other languages when they're like learning spanish or french or something yeah. or reading something they don't understand like coding mm-hmm. i always say and i notice a lot of people always say this looks like chinese or japanese or korean to me i have no idea what i'm reading that is a difficult language to to comprehend and also speak they read a different way i believe what is it uh, uh left to right or the opposite um, of us they read right to left but they have um like three different like alphabets in a way like alphabets three different writing systems they have hiragana katakana which are both about like 50 characters each and then they have this thing called kanji which is about like 2500 to 3000 characters jeez you know we would all not all of us but uh me i would feel that in uh high school for sure i barely i mean they, they learn it over time you know like it's not something it's like okay you're in high school learn 3000 characters go like you know it's something that they learn from the time they're young and the curriculum sets it up where let's say 
first grade, you learn 200. Second mm-hmm. grade, you learn 200. Third grade, you learn 400. You know, it's set up that mm-hmm. kind of way. Yeah, that's awesome. That's pretty good, though. That is for sure. So just to kick it a little bit, uh, what's a favorite song of yours that you've worked on, released or unreleased? Just talking about now that you've picked different songs from different times and it ended up being 80 fire tracks. What's a song for you that you enjoy the most? I couldn't pick one. I was trying to pick a song last night that I enjoyed the most, but for me personally, it was really, really, really tough. Um, well, one of my favorite songs, period, is Seiko. That's my song. I love that song. Spin liquor on the floor, watch it drink some more. Like, we, we perform that song all the time. That's what I say. You perform that. I know that much. Yeah, that song always gets like, a strong reaction, especially when our drummer's there. Oh, my God. The energy is intense, and it's like I always lose my voice performing it, and I just love it. Do the people really feel it? But um, from the 31 that I've dropped, um, my favorite collabo song was uh, Gucci Slides because me and Jarbo like we 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 flexed on that one. We flexed it and sauced it. Um, my mm-hmm. favorite Japanese one is probably either Glassy Sky, which is like a very it's a ballad. It's a ballad with you know some live violin from somebody from California who like mm-hmm. recorded it. Uh, Tokyo Oh no Okairi Is my favorite Japanese trap one Because I'm actually Going to do a video For that one Oh awesome And yeah, Those are like My top ones The melodic ones I really feel um, There's a tra- There's a snippet I dropped called Understand And it's like Orchestral trap mm. um, You know In the 31 I wanted to Pick the Cream of the crop and with that one, I felt like a snippet was very important because I want to do a marketing campaign for um, Understand. That song mm-hmm. is like intense. Like I did some craziness on the production. I don't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> That's ago. how good it was. Right? It, like I just got possessed by inspiration when I did that one and just felt it the entire way. Don't you just love those moments? What? I'm in. I'm infatuated and in love with those kind of moments. It's, it's insane. It's a really intense thing. I don't think a lot of people even. Personally, I don't think even with if you were to say 100 percent of the recording artists that are out right now, I'd say a small percentage are able to go through that sort of moment, like being overtaken by creativity and by the moment of what you're doing is so intense and it's so good. I don't think most artists go through that. I I don't think they could even real. I don't mean to say like, but I really don't think they can relate. A lot of people. That's how you know you're deeply passionate about what you're doing. Some people are passionate, but others are deeply passionate about what they're doing. Mm -hmm. I mean, a lot of the quote-unquote artists right now, they're not artists. They're just entertainers. Exactly. You can be entertaining, but if you're not in love with the craft, in love with the process, Mm -hmm. then there is no longevity. Exactly. You know, like a lot of artists come and go. They last Mm -hmm. two years, three years max, and then they go along their way. They made a little bit of money. They blow Mm -hmm. it. They get a reality show or they, you know, they end up in <laughs> something stupid. Like, yeah. you know, they're yeah, lost. I definitely, I definitely agree. Lost. We're talking a little bit about, uh, I'm, you know who I'm not going to lie, who I'm, I'm a little bit surprised that made it a little bit longer than, uh, I would say his expected life, uh, lifespan. Uh, maybe some people might disagree. I was a little surprised to see, uh, Little Yachty and that whole group that came out. I knew out. you were going to say Yachty. Really oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, some people are going to disagree, but he's not, you know, even I've, I've heard him freestyle. It sounds like he's trying now. 
like he's putting some sort of effort into to trying to stay relevant and try to stay in the rap, rap game. But I'm like, I'm very shocked he made it past the two. I, I gave him two years as well. I'm like, that's a two and a half. He made you know, the thing is, Yadi, is that he is very kid friendly. Yeah, like, he is. His, his music is playful, so the kids will always feel something for him. But the problem with the kids are that their attention spans are short. Like they mm-hmm. say that. Um, the average attention span now for people in 2017, 2018 mm. is about five to six seconds, which yeah. is one second shorter than a goldfish. Damn. So the people, they, their attention span is built to deal with somebody who's kid friendly for too long unless he's doing drastic changes. Like you can't stay the same. You need to be dynamic. Like So, you know, Yadi's doing his thing. Plus he got like Adidas campaigns and Sprite yeah. campaigns and stuff. So that's, that's always going to boost his brand awareness with people. Definitely, and you know what I noticed too? He's a very smart guy. I didn't think mm-hmm. he had that far in music. I thought maybe on the background scene, but he's still, he's still out here making music. <laughs> oh, yeah, Yadi, Yadi, he, he gets this money and he knows how to get this music. Definitely. All right, so just to wrap up the interview, when is the next time we can see a performance from you? Because I do see you're out here performing a lot. I'm looking forward to a tour. But. Oh yes, that's that's the goal. Like we actually did Miami, mm. like last week and whatnot. And it was an amazing trip. Um, the next show that we have is I'm looking at this calendar right now. I know we have some things in April. Okay, so I have to go to Detroit with my Japanese artist on um the 20th. We have a show there, and then on the 21st we have a Monsters on the Horizon show at a spot called Rose Gold. I'm super looking forward to it because we're going to be headlining. Um, we have we're doing a festival in August as well. So in between those days, like we're gonna you know get shows pop up like mm. two weeks in advance and stuff like that. But those two off the top of my head, I know we have to do. You're, I'm telling you, you're a busy guy. <laughs> He's like, I gotta Try. get the calendar. I'll be right back. <laughs> what I live off my, especially because like the the whole 1166 business, like. Right. I live off my calendar. I don't even know what day of the week it is unless my calendar tells me. You don't even know as a female. <laughs> when I lose track of the day, I have to look at that little package. I'm like, oh yeah, this is the this is the day. <laughs> but here's also my favorite part of the show: five fast facts about Black Zen. Mm. You got to go fast though, so don't think too hard. Okay. <laughs> you ready? I'm ready. Okay, I want to buy a country. Boom. I want to rule the world. I want to live forever. I want to be the Eminem of Japan mm. and be on some Rolling Stone stuff. But black, boom. Last fact, I want to go down as one of those people who innovated and changed the world for the better. Boom. That was awesome because that was the fastest fast facts about an artist that I have ever got. You That's were how you know it came from the heart. That's <laughs> how you know it came from the heart. It wasn't like a premeditated. Exactly. Just grab this little piece of loose leaf. Nah. You were uh-uh. on it. I love that. That was awesome. That was the fastest fast facts ever. I think that was like less than 10 seconds. Normally it takes about five minutes to get the facts out. But what? This was nah, awesome. That's- that's too much meditation and stalling. <laughs> uh, 
They're like, oh, let me think. And I'm like, I take a time to take it. But this was fast. I loved it. I appreciate anytime anybody puts to uh, talk about themselves and any effort to let their fans know a little bit about themselves. Black Zen, thank you so much for joining us today and talking about your music, your project, the origins of Black Zen, how Japanese culture has shaped you into the rock star that you are heading to be. I appreciate it. Oh my God, Julie, I appreciate you. Thank you. You know, you already know you're welcome to come out of the studio. Well, I'm coming. You're welcome, like, with baited breasts because <laughs> your energy and everything is just dope. Like, Thank you all so about much. inspiring and being inspired by other creators. And you're definitely one of those people who we can take inspiration from. I really do appreciate Thank you. you. I appreciate it as well, man. Thank you so much, Black Zen, for stopping by. Definitely. Thank you. Let's link soon. Yes.